What are some of the things buyers really love in homes out here? Anything that has to do with indoor, outdoor living and making that as seamless as possible. Mm. Walls of sliding glass. There's a couple of newer townhouse projects in Palm Springs right around the um, convention center. One level is your guest room and your kitchen and your dining room, family room area. Then the next level is an office den. And the next level up is, is your master bedroom. That's the whole thing. And the entire wall of glass goes away. You can walk anywhere you want in there to your pool or your spa or your built-in barbecue or whatever you have. That's Kevin Rocklitz, associate broker with Coldwell Banker Residential Brokerage in Palm Springs. He'll peel back the layers of the Coachella Valley's unusual real estate market on this episode of the Public Record Podcast. I thought it might be interesting to give people some basic insight into buying and selling homes because I think a lot of people, uh, even if you've done it before, might be in for some unhappy surprises uh, about it. Why don't we start with, you see signs put out in front of homes saying for sale by owner. Is, is that a good idea? What, I mean, obviously you are a little bit biased there, <laughs> but I think there's some pitfalls to selling your home yourself. There's a lot of paperwork and legal stuff you need to know. The legal, as you put it, the legal stuff and the paperwork is, is absolutely daunting. Property in the state of California is, is sold in as-is condition. So it's, you know, there's that, that old caveat emptor. Mm-hmm. Um, disclosure is key. Buyers have a year to come back to you. Oh. After the sale. Oh. Yeah. What about um, just the financial transaction? How do you protect yourself? West of the Rockies, we sell property th- using escrow. Right. Okay. Escrow is, is the, th- the third party intermediate, if you will, the disinterested party. And and escrow is is designed to take up where the lawyers leave off east of the Rockies and they make sure that, that, you know, your, your finances, all your taxes are paid. Um, if, if you're a buyer, you know, they're, they're prepaid, mm-hmm. um, things like that. So that's, that's the escrow department. So people who are selling their own home, can they use an escrow service on their own? Yes. Okay. So they yes. can do that. Anybody can walk in, but the problem is it's one of those things you don't know what you don't know. What are the, some of the other pitfalls of selling the home on your own? Actually not knowing the market. Our home, it means a lot to us. It's a direct reflection of who we are, what mm-hmm. we've achieved. It's extremely difficult to separate yourself from that. Mm. What a for sale by owner will do most of the time is they'll either over-improve or improve the wrong things. Spending way more money than they need to Uh or not spending enough money in the right places. So the Palm Springs market is uh, probably a little different than, say, the Los Angeles market in terms of the kinds of buyers that come in here. We have people who are buying uh, vacation homes, retirement homes, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. I've heard that... You have a lot of looky-loos here. People who want to go out and look at homes, mm. they have no intention of buying for 10 years, but they're thinking of retiring here someday. Are you going to get more of that here than you would in L.A. where they're moving for a job and they need to have their kids in school in September and they need to buy something today? Oddly enough, that's changed. It used to be like that. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's changed over the last, I would say, five years. 
That is, is that because more younger people are moving into the area? No, it's because of the fact that most of the, you know, when, when the pandemic happened and the lockdown happened, nobody could go to their offices. So uh, take San Francisco as an example. San Francisco has so many units available for rent because of the fact that when the pandemic happened, those people thought, oh my gosh, why am I paying $4,200 a month <laughs> for an 800 square foot one bedroom apartment right. in the middle of the city because that's where you need to be to get to work. Right. If I can go ahead and, and move down to Palm Springs and buy a 1500 square foot condo for $300,000, I'm there. I'll do it. So that's going on now. So, oh, absolutely. That's terrific. Yes. That's great. Absolutely. Our full-time population um, has increased tremendously over the last two years, especially. And we see that trend continuing. Yes. Oh, that's, absolutely. That's good news, actually. Yeah, absolutely. Be well, because of the fact that a lot of a lot of the um, retirees, you know, the the younger baby boomers are now coming into retirement, and and because of because of the stimulus of the low interest rates, the oh, younger yeah. retirees are coming in a little earlier. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So they're buying a place and maybe renting it out for a year or two. You know, and then moving up. Is this still a desirable place for people to retire to? Oh, gosh, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Palm Springs in particular, the Coachella Valley overall, is, is a very, very easy place to live. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, even when it comes to traffic, I kind of giggle sometimes when people go, oh, my gosh, I had to go all the way to La Quinta. <laughs> all the way. <laughs> You know. On all these real estate shows on TV, we see them doing furniture staging. How valuable is that? How much does that cost per room? Ballpark. Okay, so let's take a two-bedroom, two-bath condo that's around 1,100 square feet. Okay. To stage that, you're looking at around 2,500 bucks a month. Hmm. Because they stage it with all the fake props, the TVs, and the mm -hmm. you know, and all this, all the all the lovely things in the kitchen and the linens and. And what happens if the buyer wants to keep that stuff? Well. If you're a smart realtor, you'll get that staging company to give you an inventory of what's in there and what it would cost if the buyer wanted to buy it. So the staging companies do have the notion they might sell some of this stuff. Sometimes, yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Absolutely. And that's another thing you bring to the table because you have all of these resources for little maintenance projects and staging and whatnot that would be very time-consuming for a buyer to go track right. down. Right, You know. right. Well... Uh, the approach that I've always taken to real estate and, and whether I'm representing a buyer or a seller is the experience of the client. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is a very complicated process. There's a lot of things that can go wrong very quickly. Mm -hmm. um, but if there's an agent there that's proactive, knows how to maneuver through those things, they can protect the, that client. And so even when a little hiccup happens, mm -hmm. you know, that's unexpected by everybody, that client's experience is still a positive one. When you get a deposit from a buyer, mm -hmm. is that a real deposit or are there some gotchas you got to watch out for? Mm. Once the uh, offer is accepted and escrow is opened, the buyer has three days to wire in what's called good faith money. Mm -hmm. Okay. Generally, I like to get, uh, if I'm representing the seller, I like to get the the buyer to put up 3%. That's the legal limit that you can take should the buyer default after all the contingency have been removed. So that money sits in escrow. Mm -hmm. 
okay after three days and it's usually wired in and it just sits there so. but the important thing is the buyer still has control of that money right yes and no okay if yes and no because you're you're in a you're in a contract you have an accepted contract you've opened up escrow um, the buyer has 17 days kind of like a free ride off mm -hmm. if you will Okay, if they wake up one morning, they say, oh, you know, I don't like the color of the sky. I, I think I want to, I think I want, <laughs> yeah, I think I want any reason out of all. this escrow. Okay. Yeah. So, so for those first 17 days, yeah, the buyer is pretty much in control of everything. But that said, um, both buyer and seller have to agree to release the funds mm -hmm. from escrow. So after the 17 days, what, what, what changes? Well, then there's a contingency removal. There's, and there's several levels of contingency removals. Um, there's the 17 days that I was referring to are for all buyer's inspections. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter whether it's a physical home inspection, a septic inspection, a roof inspection, electrical, whatever you want to inspect, pool, it doesn't matter. It's 17 days. Mm -hmm. um, 17 days is also for the appraisal. So if the buyer is getting a loan, the um. appraisal has to come through and the buyer has to remove that appraisal within 17 days. Now... There's an aside to this, and the caveat is is that the 17 days I'm I'm referring to right now are those are those are the the standards, but they can be negotiated out longer or shorter if okay. you want. Okay. Um, so there's the 17 days for 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 the appraisal and for the physical inspection, and then there's a 21 day contingency if you're getting a loan. So the lender oh, okay. has to remove the loan contingency within 21 days of acceptance. Of so this can be quite a long process. Oh, yes. You, uh -huh. can, you can get it done in 30 days um, if you're paying cash. But if you're doing a loan these days, probably 45 is more comfortable mm -hmm. for everybody concerned. It sets up the expectations in a, in a better way. So once you've accepted their deposit, are you not able to entertain any other offers during this time? Ah, um, you can. Okay. You can. Um, what we have different different status levels within the multiple listing service or the mm -hmm. MLS. This is why you need an agent, folks, because you can <laughs> see how complicated this gets. So um, active is active. It's it's active for sale. You know, yeah. come 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 see and write an offer. Then there's the next level is active contingent. Mm -hmm. What that stands for is there's an accepted offer on the property. None of the contingencies have been removed yet. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's still listed on the MLS as active contingent, disclosing that there is an offer currently working and accepted. Anybody can take, anybody can, it, the property can be shown and the seller can accept a backup offer. Okay. Okay. But they have to give first right of refusal to the first one. Is that correct? Where it works? Okay. Correct. You can you accept multiple backups? If you want. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If you well, want. that could be prudent when you have an iffy buyer. In this market, it would be a little bit more prudent to have one or two backups mm -hmm. because because of the feeding frenzy that's been going on right. you know, with a low inventory. There's There are buyers out there and agents out there from outside the area who are offering full price, you know, all cash. So this explains, I, I finally, it, it occurs to me, this explains why cash buyers are so attractive to sellers. Because it shortens this whole process quite a bit, doesn't it? Oh, completely. Yeah. Yeah, you can actually, if you want to, wanted to, you could probably close an escrow all cash in 10 to 15 days. 
Do agents get involved in rentals? When you're representing a landlord, okay, what that agent does for the landlord is they do a lot of the upfront. They do the credit check the and credit all that. The credit checks okay. and all that other right. stuff. They handle all that. So yes. those are, uh, so I want to rent a house that's held by a private owner. Mm-hmm. Um, is that listed on the MLS? How does all that work? For rentals, put your house on the MLS because then you're probably going to get another realtor to represent and it's going to be a lot easier to, ne- to negotiate and navigate and things like that. Interesting. But Craigslist is another place to put them. Mm-hmm. Um, put it on Facebook. Hmm. You'd be surprised what happens. Uh, then what happens though is you have a dual agency nine times out of ten is the you know the buyer or the or the potential tenant at that point comes unrepresented. Mm-hmm. So then you have to do dual agency disclosure on, you know, you're representing the seller or the, I'm sorry, the, the, the landlord and the tenant. And how are the fees handled in that? Does the renter, the renting party pay all the fees? No. Okay. No. Um, the, the potential tenant pays the um, credit check fee. Of course. Right. That's about it. Okay. Um, so you're not paying the, the fee for the agent. No, the landlord is paying the fee That's for the agent. That's what I thought. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. And those generally are on a rental, um, they'll take the first year's rent. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then and then that will be the commission. Um, and it's usually at 10%. Uh-huh. Well, it makes sense. So, yeah. so it's just the first year's rent at 10%. Hmm. So. Do the agents charge additional if there's paid advertising involved? No. No. That comes out of our budget. Wow. That's interesting. Because that could be quite expensive. Well, I mean, you know, when you look at it, it, yes, Mm. absolutely it is. It is. Because if you're you're running this as a business, you have to take each individual home as an individual product on the shelf. So what's the inventory look like these days in the Coachella Valley? I was just reading a market report on Friday. There's very little inventory in Palm Springs proper. Mm-hmm. Within the city of Palm Springs, hmm. people are being priced out. Sunrise Park, for example, I just saw something come on at Sunrise Park for a million four ninety five. Wow! It's seventeen hundred square feet and three mm-hmm. bedrooms, two baths mm-hmm. on a ten thousand square foot lot. I remember the days when you could buy that for about maybe ninety thousand, mm-hmm. and it's now one point four nine five. Wow! All done. Yeah, gorgeous. But so so our market is really coming up. Um, in in that regard so what you're seeing is you're seeing people go down valley so they can't afford Uh palm springs so they'll go to cathedral city or if they can't find what they need in cathedral city they'll go to ranch mirage Mm -hmm. or if they can't find that there then they'll go as far as palm desert palm desert oddly enough has had a a dramatic increase in just sales in general Hmm. Um, now i would have thought and hold your thought mm -hmm. there i would have thought that the downsizing from the COVID period would have opened up a whole bunch of inventory as people left the area. Mm-mm. Not has not happened. No. Huh. Be- because of the fact that people couldn't leave the area and go anywhere else. And when they could, they were afraid to have somebody come into their home mm. that they didn't know. So is that liable to happen still then as people find jobs outside of the valley mm, i don't i don't see that continuing mm. no Be, uh, no so the main problem is we haven't been building for a while is that why we have such tight inventory uh 
Yeah, it's so, complicated. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's really, <laughs> really complicated. You know, when, when things shut down, everything shut down. Now, you can go to any restaurant or grocery store or department store, and you'll see the shelves are a little thinner. Mm-hmm. Or if you order something online, it may take you an extra week or so to get it because the manufacturing process has gone down, right. stopped. They're trying to ramp back up again. You know, it's again, it's the old supply and demand. The price of lumber has now skyrocketed. Right, right. So there's a lot of projects um, like Cody Place. They were lucky enough to purchase all of their building materials before the shutdown. Oh. Okay. But they couldn't get them transferred here because everything shut down. Uh huh. All right. However, these newer projects that are starting that we're not able to purchase before the, the pandemic happened, they're paying just ridiculous prices, almost 30% more. Hmm. So what's your advice? Should people wait? <laughs> if, they, if they're not... Wait for what? If, if, wait for... Uh, if there's no urgent need, let's say they're looking to buy here for mm-hmm. a second home mm-hmm. and retire. Mm-hmm. Is this the year to do it with the low interest rates, or should they wait when the inventory loosens up and the prices fall a bit? Well, Look it, into your crystal ball yeah. and tell us. Uh, I know that's kind of like putting the Swami hat on. <laughs> I know. I feel like Johnny Carson right now. With yeah. That. I always tell my clients, if you don't have to use your own money, use somebody else's money. Mm. If you can take advantage of the low interest rates, I would say do that now. Okay. Okay. If you're this particular buyer where you're looking to invest in something so that you can eventually retire here, now is a great time to do it because you don't necessarily have to purchase something in Palm Springs, you can purchase something in an area in the Coachella Valley that still has a little bit more inventory and use it as a stepping stone. Rentals are in high demand. Say, for example, you pick up a condo or you pick up a single family home somewhere that you rent out full time. How's the inventory for fixer uppers for flippers? It's almost non-existent. Yeah. Yeah, you, and I imagine the construction and renovation would be pretty expensive right now with the shortage. Expensive. Yeah, so the that's only, not a good time for the that. The only things, the only, uh, the only price points that really exist anymore for flippers is is uh, is above six hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. So, and you've got to have some pretty deep pockets to get in at that you know in point that level, and then you're going to look at, wow, now I really have to put another two three hundred thousand dollars into this property. Great example of one of my clients. They wanted a family vacation home. And so I found them this great little place in the north end of Palm Springs, right up against the mountain. Mm-hmm. Absolute fixer for six forty-five. I just got sent a copy of the plans of their remodel. This is a 12,000 square foot lot. Beautiful up close mountain views. They're putting in a $100,000 pool, mm-hmm. lap pool. And then the house is going to have a $270,000 remodel done to it. Mm. So we're talking almost a half a million dollars at that point that they're putting into this house that they bought $600,000. However, however, homes down the street have sold for one, three, one, four, one, eight, two, one. So it, it will sell well. It will. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they're not gonna. They're not gonna have a problem getting their money back out of it. And and who are the buyers? Can you give us a sense of who's buying? Are these people coming into work? Or are they coming in to retire? The demographics go with the price points. Oh, okay. 
anything a million and above will usually go to a buyer who's from a market that's used to that price point. So from LA, San Diego, Seattle, Chicago, New York, things of that sort. But when you get above the 2 million mark, they want to buy, they don't have to buy. When I first got started in this market back in 99, um, we definitely had season. Um, that's gone. We have now what I call peak and shoulder season. Mm -hmm. Okay, peak season is still the same season. It starts right after Thanksgiving and goes through, I would say, maybe the end of April. And then those summer months used to be off season. That actually has picked up to the point of where last year, about 63% of, of the sales within the Coachella Valley happened in those summer months. Really? Yes. The year previous, it was about 58%. Is that a permanent trend or is that just a it's, fluke? It's the last four years it's happened that okay. way. Okay, interesting. And, and going up okay. in percentages each year. So we're year. becoming more year-round slowly. Okay. Most definitely. How do people get in touch with you? Ah, well, they can go online to kevinrocklitz.com or they can call me at 760-774-0477 or they can send me an email at uh, brokerktr at gmail.com. My guest has been Kevin Rocklitz, associate broker with Coldwell Banker Residential Brokerage in Palm Springs. The Public Record Podcast is a public service of the public record, the Coachella Valley's Business News Weekly. I'm Ken Allen, managing editor. Thanks for listening, and be sure to click the subscribe button.